welcome to love wind and perspire i've got to be really careful not to say earth wind and fire all-time favorite band and just so you know i am the laugh bit she's the wind and perspire but you yeah, probably whatever. know that anyway trust don't you? me she can belt out a good blow off so how did this happen Cass? we used to do some lives on mondays didn't we names like oh, just Ronnie kind of like a it. monday check-in and i used to get i don't know if you did i probably did she probably got loads more messages than I did saying, oh, my God, I love you and Nina together. You're hilarious. And we just decided, well, let's just do something that's going to make people laugh. Don't it, names? 100%. And I think because we don't take ourselves too seriously. No. You certainly don't, love. No. no. And I think, why? Why would you? How did we meet, Nina? We met on Instagram, didn't we? Yes, we did. And you're like now my best friend. I'll never say that again, just so you know. She's not mine. Yeah, we're like, um, we became such great mates. We just bonded over dancing, music and laughter. 100%. And that's how I met you, because I've never been into exercise. And this woman was dancing throughout lockdown just to keep fit and to get going. I thought, oh, oh yeah, no, I could do a bit of dancing. And here we are now. And with our very own podcast and we did. what two years later yeah because it was it was yeah definitely hun it's two years later that is nuts the, isn't it the first time we've actually met in person was last september when i did the race for life up in london i'll tell you the what dance- you need to do kaz is put your laptop more on your knees because then that's really great for people watching <laughs> do you know why i'm moving names it's because because you're a dancer the- the reflection in my glasses so I mean at, from the window. So that's why I'm a bit more kind of. So why don't you put yourself somewhere where you're not having to move? Hold on. Like that. How is that for you? So much better. What is Laugh, Wind and Perspire going to be about? Laughing. Yeah. Windy pops every now and again. And sweating. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You sweat through exercise and I sweat through menopause, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of double sweat because I do I, I'm, I'm I'm a bit you know sweaty all the time so I exercise and I sweat just from being still being an old bird being an older bird going through the menopause twice yeah just so you know I won't ever sweat through exercise because I don't exercise okay <laughs> yeah, well in that I know I know what you're gonna say I have very recently joined a gym which is so not me but it's a very different gym it takes 35 minutes and it's okay at the moment but I've only you, been four times only bit no don't look at it like that means you have been four times I have been four times <laughs> and do you like it I don't dislike it and that sounds nuts and quite negative but that's a really big start for me because normally after I've been to the first gym session I don't like it <laughs> this one's got no mirrors in it I know that I love first off. I don't want to see myself working out. Oh, I love it. Do you? I love it, Nines, because I love to see a progress. And I like to see, I mean, I don't like seeing my big tummy, but I've got a big tummy. So it's one of those things, isn't it? Do you know what? That's what I always say. I'm a size 16, 18. Yes, I'd love to be a 14 to 16, but I'm not. And I'm not going to hate myself trying to get there. So mm. while I'm a size 16 to 18, I still like myself. Yeah. But yes, do I wish I was a size smaller? Yeah, but what's the point in hating myself 
because realistically, probably never going to get there. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, and also, you go any higher. And also, names, it's yeah, the. Well, sorry, that was just how you replied to that. I didn't hear that. I, I switched, <laughs> I, I zoned out. And if you hate yourself, no, if you compare yourself to how you used to be, <laughs> why would you? You're, you know, do you know what I mean? I was when people say, "Oh, years ago, I used to be a size eight. Yeah, I used to wear age four to five clothes when I was four to five, but I'm, I don't wear those anymore." It's all about progress. That's a really. I'm going to nick that. That's so true. You used to wear age four to five clothes because you were age four to five, but you don't aim to get in those anymore, do you? No, and like size eight. I was a size eight when I was. 15, 16, what, that I remember. I don't. Really... I wasn't even a size eight when I was born. <laughs> Just putting it out there. You came out a size 18. <laughs> That's cruel, 14. I've just put on a few pounds since I was born. Your poor mother. Anyway, I think you can kind of understand what Laugh, Wind and Spy is going to be about, but be about because we, we tend to have a topic, don't we? And then we yeah. kind of go massively off topic. But that's not a bad thing because it... Always seems to relate to our age group, doesn't it? It does seem to uh, relate to our age group. And I don't think there's enough realness about our ages names. There's not enough, uh, you know, I don't know how to put it. You're in the beauty world and now in the fashion world. And you're showing women, like you wear blue mascara and then I wear bright red lipstick. And so many people say, oh, I couldn't wear that. It doesn't suit me. And I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't suit you? Just wear it if you want to wear it. And it's like with your clothes as well. Now you're doing the side by side with Claire. There's, I love um, the double breasted um, jacket. Jacket. I love when you wear your all in one, I hate calling it a boiler suit. It's not called a jumpsuit. <laughs> and you're thinking, <laughs> boiler suit. It looks like a boiler suit on me. That's why you're saying that. No, <laughs> bloody doesn't. It's a hazmat. It looks like. <laughs> I love the um, the com comparability between sizes. The comparability between age. Like you can still wear funky clothes. You can still wear age is just a number. And I all and like me being a fitness instructor, at nearly fifty five having got my body gone through so many different changes and it's not about what you look like it's about how it makes you feel so feel, you yeah means when you wear like when it, has that made you feel really happy wearing all those different clothes do you know what I have to say just just a really quick recap myself and club 40 Claire who's on Instagram have done this series called size by side and Claire is a size 10 I am generally a size 18 in clothes um if I get lucky, a 16, but rarely does that happen. Um, so we are literally wearing the same clothes and we are walking along together in the same clothes so that women can see the comparison, a size 10 and a size 18. And I've got to be honest with you, there's so many things that I would never, ever have tried, like the double-breasted jacket, like the sort of denim jumpsuit, that I think, wow, that actually looks really good on me. And I would always look at, and I would have looked at Claire before and gone, well, that's lovely on her, I can't nice. wear that. Yeah. But actually... Why yes, not? I can. But the positivity and the confidence and the empowerment that it's given women who have messaged us to say, oh, my goodness, like, thank you so much. Because I was one of those women also that go, well, not wearing that. But now seeing names in it, 
it's actually made me think, oh my God, I'm going to go and buy the dress or buy the jacket or buy the trousers or buy the skirt. I mean, honestly, we wore a skirt a couple of weeks ago and it was like, I haven't worn a skirt since about 1987. And that's the truth. Just don't do skirts because I just think don't suit me. But I put this skirt on and at first I was unsure because it was really out of my comfort zone. I haven't done it for so long. But then actually when I looked in the mirror and I put it on Instagram, people were like, oh my God, that looks incredible. I think as well, we get so caught up in what we feel comfortable in. And I still think it's really important to feel comfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I will always wear those smock dresses and stuff because I love it and I feel comfortable. Mm. But actually, if I need to make an effort, there are so many different styles and pieces now that I would try. I love that names. Yeah, honestly. it's mad, and you, isn't it? And you look so lovely and vibrant. And it's just, and it's all, I wore on Thursday, um, went up to uh, Loose Women and it was a breast cancer thing. So I wore all pink. I had pink trousers on. You pink. look amazing. Pink shirt, pink lipstick. And I had my friends said, I could never wear that. Oh, I would never wear that. I'd never be confident enough to wear that. And I think that's another thing as well, means, isn't it? Because I think there is a, an element of confidence or thinking maybe you'll be judged if you wear that or people might think, oh, no, I don't know. You know, I did look a bit like Peppa Pig, but I love Peppa Pig. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, and it's about, <laughs> and actually when I was on the, got off the train, this, this lovely guy said to me, just so you know, don't know if anyone's told you. This is exactly what he said. An older gay guy. You look absolutely stunning. And I just... You did look stunning. I saw that. But isn't that funny? I don't look at that and think, I can't wear that. But you're right. So many women do do that. But is it about drawing attention to yourself that a lot of women are like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. How's that not moving going for you, Kate? I'm just sliding down so the windows aren't in my glasses. I will know next time not to do this. Okay. Listen, every day's a school day, hun. Every day's a school day. Especially for us too. Yeah, this is our uh, introduction. Um, what did you ask me then, Ming? Uh, Pink, is it because women, do you think, are worried about drawing attention to themselves? And I've been in entertainment for so long that that doesn't bother me. But do you think that's why do women say, oh, I couldn't wear that? You looked stunning. I don't And it know. really suited you. But I think it's, I don't know, Nains. I don't, do you know what? I don't know because I'm, I think obviously our personalities are pretty similar, whereas I don't really care what people think as long as, and I don't mean that in a, in a nasty, obnoxious way. Of course, I care what people think that I love and care about. But if I've, I think it's the thing is that if I feel happy in it, I'm okay. I mean, so, you know, somebody might go, you look like Peppa Pig, but I think, yeah, but I like Peppa Pig. Or actually, yeah, 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 fine. Or, yeah. or they, it just depends. It's like, I, I can never wear red lipstick. Why can't you wear red lipstick? Or no, it doesn't suit me. How do you know? When's the last time you wore red lipstick? Oh, yeah. You know, that is so true because, again, going back to that double-breasted jacket, which I never thought I could wear br- double-breasted because I was always told in the 80s, don't wear double-breasted if you're big boobed. It was actually like a beige colour. Never. I'm not wearing beige. No wearing beige. Beige washes me out. No, beige did wash me out. Clearly doesn't anymore because it looked really good on me. Yeah. Funny, isn't it, though? You just get stuck you in a rut. definitely get so stuck. They're in that, right? That, there's a podcast right there. So why? Why do women tell themselves couldn't wear that? What is it about that confidence? How, how uh, have you and I got that? And how can we share that to other women? Yeah. How can we help other women try something different and just... And give less of a shit. <laughs> And give give less of a shit. 
And what does it matter if somebody, obviously if it's somebody you really love and they might say, and they're not going to be nasty, they might just say, oh, that looks a bit different on you. If they might not like it, but it's how you feel, isn't it? I'm laughing because someone come back on one of um, Claire's the other day, just said, I'm sorry, she looks chunky in that. But I went back saying chunky, that's one of the nicest things I've ever been called. Like, yeah, seriously, I've been called so much words, chunky. As if, but it was just like, you know, uh, listen, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say don't it. Don't say anything. Yeah, you know, and don't get me wrong. We all have a bit of a blur every now and again. But on social media, to people you don't know, I don't get why people do that. You can call me chunky. You can call me fat. You can call me ugly. Yeah. You can call me whatever you want. Because honestly, it's not going to bother me. And Exactly. It's, yeah, because... I don't know Do you think that's an me. age thing for us, though, names like that? It does because it doesn't bother me at all. And I hate it when the young ones <clears throat> on Instagram or social media in general, and they get might get picked on or something says something horrible to them, and then they really take it personally. It's like, okay, out of say say five hundred messages, you'll have that one person that says something really shitty. And you'll hold on to that. Yeah. So you won't look at the 499 that said, oh, my God, you're such an inspiration. I love it. I think I think if you're putting yourself out there, you've got to be up for that. But I mm. think with age comes resilience. And I think when you're younger, you don't necessarily have that in abundance. Whereas you've had so much thrown at you as you get older that actually by the time you get to your 50s, you're like, whatever, love. Yeah. Mind you, I've always, I've never really cared. I care, I've never cared about somebody who I don't know says something about me because I think, well, you don't know me. You might just be an aesthetic thing you don't like about me. Yeah, well, that's yeah. up to you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the time when people are nasty, you might think this as well, means it's because they're jealous or they're yeah. miserable. Took me a long time to work that out, though. <clears throat> I used to, not, not many, but, you know, there's been a couple of people that I've come up against um, in working environments, predominantly mm. female working environments, and they've just not been very nice. And people have said, you know what, it's jealousy. And I'm like, well, there's nothing to be jealous of about me. I'm not out to do anything, but I think that was a thing. Maybe yeah. I was so carefree yeah. that people were very much like, well, you can't be that carefree and that happy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Listen, I've suffered with depression a couple of times. You know, it's not all plain sailing, but I'm never out to be malicious and potentially My be naughty. You're one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, but you know, it's really weird. I think to, for people to be that way and put other people down surely it's to make themselves feel better yeah but how can it you've got to be you've got to be I don't think it does because they're putting that down you know know, if I've been a bitch to a friend like I've said something I shouldn't have done like when I used to be hormonal back in the day when I had hormones and I used to ter- suffer terrible PMT and I used to be really quite horrible to some of my really closest friends, but I'd always own it. And I'm not saying that it was right because my poor friends, God forbid, still my friends, you know, I'd always own it. And I'd always go, oh, shit, I was right, cow. I'm so sorry. I hate being horrible. Like when I have been, I feel guilty. I'm it, like, yeah. It upsets me. I feel sick. I thought, shit, I shouldn't have said that. And I think, <laughs> Why do the people who say those things, do they actually feel happy? Does it make them happy? I can't believe it does, names. No, I know what you're saying. I think maybe it does in the moment. I don't know. It is a weird thing, isn't it, to do, to maybe in the moment where they're slating that person, if they're jealous of them, to somebody else, it makes them feel better if that person agrees, maybe. 
But then, mm. yeah, but ultimately, does it just eat away at you or does it just eat away at people like us because we don't do it very often? Uh, or is it because... Oh, it, yeah, maybe because we're not like that. When we do do it, makes it upsets us. And there's so um, many women out there that sit there and go, yeah, yeah, we lived, uh, you know, we lived in other women and we're in... Don't get me wrong, I'll have a bitch about someone. I'm not all bloody, you know, yeah. smelling of roses, but if someone pisses me off, I'll say it. But... I think there's many women out there that are like, yeah, we empower, we empower. And they speak of it and they want to do it. But actually, in the grand scheme of things, if they feel that they are comparing, actually, that's it. I think it's comparing. Comparison you, yeah. is, the thief, is the thief of joy. What's that saying? Yeah, no, no, that, that does make sense, actually. Because, you know, yeah. And actually, do we all compare? Yes, I compare myself to other people. But it's like I say to women, and I was saying earlier, I'm a size 18, I'd like to be a 14, but you know what, I'm not going to hate myself on the way there, but I compare myself to someone who's a size 14 as a size 18, but you can, and, and I'm looking at her going, God, you're amazing, but I bet you any money there are women out there looking at me going, God, you're amazing. And there's women out there looking at you and you listening, you watching, yes. going, oh my God, you are amazing but you are still comparing yourself to someone else. But I'm not comparing myself and hating that woman. I'm comparing mm. myself, honest, honestly, because if I hated someone, I wouldn't follow them. But somebody like Club 40 Claire, I'd follow her or Turquoise Flamingo and be like, wow, love her fashion sense. Yes, I'd love to be able to look like that, but it's not going to happen. I don't hate her. I think, yeah. I actually think, wow, yes, I wish I could be a little bit like that, but I'm not, I'm not going to be. I'm me. And also exactly that name, you see. So that the comparison is a thief of joys because when people say, like all the years I've been a personal trainer and stuff, but um, I don't compare myself to anyone names. I don't because I've learned in the early, early, early days, I'd want to look like somebody else. I want to look really muscly. I'd want that. But I even if I did look muscly, I still want to look like her because I'm me. So that is the difference. So like it's trying to look at what you've got and what you can work with yourself. And it's not an aesthetic thing. It's all fucking up here. Let me ask it's you a question. Like, Do you like yourself? Yeah, I think I'm fucking lovely. Do you love yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I like me. I think I, yeah, I'm a good person. I'm a decent yeah, person. Yeah, I do, I love mean, myself? You know, I'm a good, I, f I find it, I do love myself. I, I think I'm a good person. I'm a kind person. Yeah. And. And I look out for others. As far as physically goes, at the moment, at this moment in time, I'm working towards making my physical being feel better. But mentally, you know, I mean, I'm on sertraline, you know, I'm on anti anxiety tablets. I don't know how I would ever get over that anxietyness. <laughs> Is that what? That'll do for now, darling. I without, without, without medication. But I think as a person and what I do and, and my thought process. It's nice. I don't have any horrible thought. If I don't like something or someone on social media, I just don't follow because I don't yeah. need to, I don't want to get wound up by something that I think is wrong. Like, it's just like, do you no. know what I mean? I don't. And, and we don't get wound up or like you say, we have the ability and the, the right headspace to go unfollow. But what bothers me is younger people Oh. don't and they just keep watching and watching and uh comparing themselves one of my goddaughters this was a few years ago now and she I mean she's 23 now so this was about sort of 17 18 
and she was what she was following all the Victoria's Secrets models, which are absolutely beautiful. And I said, you know, the only thing you've got in common with them, I said, is that you're hungry? I said, therefore, I said, to look like that, they have to have a huge calorie restriction. I said, you love your. I heard they eat toilet roll. Is that true? (laughs) Is that to clean the inside of their bodies? I mean, come on. I'm going to give it a go while I'm here. Is that kitchen roll? roll? Would you swallow it? Is that kitchen roll? Kitchen roll is probably fattening compared to toilet roll in their world. I'm not going to lie. Dust tastes better. (laughs) And it's less calories. And it's less calories, exactly. (laughs) So you go from dust, toilet roll, to kitchen roll. You don't want to go above that. You'd be chewing on a tea towel after that, and then there'd be a nightmare. You know that could happen. You know that, don't you? Have you dieted a lot, Nains, in your life? Oh, mate. Dieted a lot, yeah, loads. I think when I was in the band and when I was a red coat at Butlins performing, yeah, I was always, I was always the chubby one, but I wasn't even chubby then. Oh, don't names. But, you know, but when you look, and I look back on pictures and I think, Jesus, like I was a size 10 to 12, but the dancers were a size 6 to 8. So I was always seen as the big one. And even back then, I wouldn't wave like this because of this bloody bit. I don't, even back then, I'd be like that. Night. Oh, like that. Yeah, on the stage. Everyone was like this, and they'd be me going, oh, my God. And that, what was I, 25, something like that? So, Maybe. yes, have I dieted? Yeah, lived on chicken and savoury rice for God knows how long, and a banana for about two years. That was great. Sometimes I'd treat myself to jacket potato with beans, no butter. Rock and roll. No cheese. That was great. But, yes, I did lose the weight, but... Was it sustainable? No. Did you put the weight back on? But you see, interesting, Kaz, because when I was in the group and we used to dance for sort of an hour and a half full out, I mean, we would come off absolutely sweating. I need to show you some footage one day, how much we'd do. And we were singing and dancing live. It was very much like steps um, kind of thing. And um, I was eating shite. I was eating so much bad food, like McDonald's on the road. You know, you didn't have everything like MS food and everything back then. We're going back 20 years ago. You know, it was like McDonald's burgers. You know, I thought I was healthy, healthy if I ate a scotch egg on the road. No, but honestly, I did. It was like, well, I'm not having a sandwich and crisps. I'm going to go for a scotch egg today. Um, so, but, and I used to scoff a lot, but because I was moving, I was smaller. But we had a management company then, and I was constantly told, you need to stop smoking, so smoke them, because your skin will look better. And you need to eat less. They actually told you that names? Uh, Yeah, didn't hold back. And I was 30, but I was lying because I was pretending to be 25 in the pop group. So I was 30, 31 because everyone else was so much younger than me. So, yeah, I lie about my age. So, yeah, there was an element of a cabbage soup diet. Oh, my God. Everything Cambridge diet, the lot. Cambridge diet, Cambridge diet. Cambridge diet, I mean, that was great, wasn't it? Eating a bar, two yeah. bars a day. What, what what, were we even thinking? And then you got a soup that came in a packet like a cup of soup and would fill you up for about, mm, let's have a guess, three minutes. My mum used to have, so my mum dieted all her life names and, and ironically died of obesity. Another story for another day. Another time, yeah. But she used to eat these meal replacement, they were called AIDS, A-Y-D-S, and they were squares of fudge. And they were a meal replacement. She caught me eating them like sweets. And she was yeah. like, that, that's my lunch. And I'd be like, 
And I re- that was from a little girl, like sort of eight or nine. I remember. Do you think this is her. why you've got into what you've got into? Oh my god, massively. Um, I'd always wanted to be a PE teacher, but I couldn't get my maths O level. And you have to have maths O level. Right. Fuck that, me why. Right. That's another podcast for another day. Don't even get me started. My daughter's gone into performing arts. Great it, but she's got to get a maths. She's got to resit it. Maths. Why? Funny. Who needs to know about equilateral triangles and Pythagoras and shit? And, and how often name. have you fucking used them names I in know. your life? Yeah. So you wanted to be a PE teacher back couldn't then, get, but you couldn't, couldn't do get maths O level. Because any you need. And what do you maths use in maths for PE? Like I mean, like I can count five hundred meters. Well, I can, and I can count just about to fifteen as a repetition. If you're going to do fifteen reps, it's ridiculous. I've never used maths in my life, and if I need any math me mathematical, I use a calculator. I understand that you know it's good to have your English and your grammar and for writing and you know spelling. I don't get in English literature sorry to English literature fans out there no, I don't neither. even understand that why do you need English literature to know about the I world don't. I, I don't I don't know I mean my mum went on to study it in her 30s to do King Lear Shakespeare and all that because she wanted English literature as a I don't know an A-level I don't know she did it what have you ever yeah. used it for I, I don't I don't get it. Yes, we need to be able to lead, uh, um, read and write. Yes, we need to be able to count and do fractions and percentage or stuff like really? that. You know? but no, not fractions, percentages. But you know percentages, don't you? Like, you know, what's, yeah, 10% off. If you're 100 in is 10 pounds. There you go. So sort of you can round it up, can't you? <laughs> not that you need it, but it helps if you're shopping. Um, or you could use your calculator on your phone. Yeah, absolutely you could do. But you need that. I tell you what kids need nowadays is budgeting skills. Yes. You know, there needs to be like a budgeting skills class or something like that. Or oh my God, your languages. Know. Go for languages all, all you want, you know, Spanish, whatever. I think languages is really important because that's something that you can use later on in life. Budgeting, basic maths, English, 100%. You need to be able to read, write, etc. English literature, Unless I'm missing the point, but for me, I just think you talk about Shakespeare and stuff like that. Why? Yes, surely that should be in history. Correct yeah. me, please, if I'm wrong. I just no, I agree. Care. I totally agree. I think there should be more. Is that because we're uneducated? I just no. We have a degree of life names. Let's be honest. Do you know why? It's funny you should say that. My dad always called my Butlins, so I went to Butlins at 19. He always said that has been your university of life. He was so right. Set me up for so much. What did you want to do when you left school then? Did you want to be a performer, a singer? I, I didn't have a clue. Do you know what? Singing was something that I always did in my bedroom. This is going to sound really sad, but I used to get my hairbrush. And then in the time, we used to have wood chip wallpaper. And Love I used to it. pretend that every piece of wood chip was a person. And I was singing to those people. That was my audience. Was your dad a singer when you were, was your dad My dad was in bands, yeah. So he played bass guitar and keyboard and stuff like that. Used to do harmonies. So I used to go and see him, but it wasn't really that because he was very much into sort of country music or sort of quite rocky music. I, and even now, I'm a huge pop diva. Like went to see Steps a couple of weeks ago, just cried, love them. It's soul and and Motown as well. Yeah, and pop, yeah, love it. I'm just... Yeah, Bucks Fears, my my group growing up was Bucks Fears, loved them. And actually, if you listen to their harmonies and everything, didn't appreciate it as much then, just loved their music. 
they were bloody good at what they do. So you didn't yeah, know what you wanted to do when no, you left school. didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. No clue whatsoever. I, I always used to sing, but to me, that was just like, I don't really know. It wasn't a job. It was like a hobby, a, dream. a, a hobby, a dream. Don't know. Um, and then I used to sing all the time. And then I went to be just a, a normal Butlins red coat, you know, sort of interacting with customers. Hold on, but how did you get, how did you go from? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I was working in petrol stations. I went to a newspaper, did a bit of advertising. And then my two of my friends came back from the place at the advertising place where I worked, yellow advertiser at the time. And um, one of them went out to be a holiday rep. She went, right, I'm going to be a holiday rep. And I thought, that's what I need to do. I want to do that. I need to be a holiday rep. That would suit, because I'd been on like Club 18, not 20s it was at the time. So I'd been on a couple of holidays. So um, spoke to them and they said, look, you need experience. Um, so I said, OK, no problem. So applied to Butlins and got the job as a red coat. And then I remember being in like a little bar called Molly Malone's. They were doing karaoke one night and the entertainment manager happened to be in there. And he heard me sing and he said, I want that girl in the red coat show. So it kind of went from there. Then I met a waiter who I absolutely fell head over heels in love with. And at the time I was working from eight in the morning till sort of midnight, six days a week. So I never saw him. So I gave up red coating for the love of my life or so I thought. What was his name? Ollie. Oh, he wasn't, where was this? In Butlins. He was a waiter at Butlins. Yeah. So gave up my job. Um, and then Ollie and I split up, met another love of my life, Peter, um, at the time. There's and a theme here, Neems has had a quite a few. Yes, I bought a house with Peter, bless him. Um, is he and, the one who's in Australia? Yes, he's in Australia now, that is correct. He moved as far away from me as, as he could. As possible. Um, and then, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, Peter and I split. No, while I was with Peter, I got back into red coating but became a Redco entertainer. So, you know, you didn't have to get up at stupid o'clock. You just did the shows because they changed the way that the entertainment went at Butlins. So just did the shows, then met lots of people, put pop group together um, and was managed by a really good friend of ours, Max. And uh, then we went to a gig and um, a pride gig at Brighton and Hazel Dean was performing. <gasps> And she loved us. I love Hazel Dean. Okay, so she was my manager, our manager. So we then got a little bit starstruck and said to Max, look, we're going to go with Hazel Dean, which was so out of order. You look back and I, I, that's one thing I really, and it wasn't all my decision. There was five of us in a, in a group, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so Hazel Dean took us on board and then we released sort of tracks from Hazel Dean, but yeah yeah that was it really then did the pop group and then we split up and then still do solo stuff now and as you know I do a lot of presenting so when I said I did steps it went steps I was actually presenting steps the other day which was was just a dream that's so weird means because I got offered a job as a compare to introduce acts onto stage with Thompson holidays yeah in 1994 I got the job and I was going to do a season in 95 so like you had to go through all the interviews and um I got a job I had to do a a, in the interview I had to do a what's it called where you have to do an audition no like acting and it was I had to do give us a clue you know that thing last of the Mohicans my Thing was so cool 
um, that I rhymed last with fast, ran on the spot, fast. Can't remember what I did with Mohican. But anyway, I got the job. And then about six weeks later, I met my ex-husband. So I didn't go. Well, I, I forgot. I, actually, I missed out a huge part of the story. So I got with Peter. Yeah. I then had an audition to become a holiday rep because I'd always applied. To go abroad. Yep. Yeah, got the job. Went to Mallorca to be a holiday rep. And then missed him so much, came back. So I gave up two cracking opportunities for fellas that never worked out. Yeah, that this is a, there's a there's a thing here in this introduction. Don't do anything for the for you for some for somebody for else. else. Do it for you. The, do you know what? Honestly, I don't actually regret it because do not I can't know because at the time I absolutely adored Peter. So I was happy to come back. Don't regret it at all. Actually, do I don't regret doing the holiday rep because job in as a compare introducing bingo onto stage apparently that's what I would one of the main things I would have done I went to Australia I went to Hong Kong in 95 with Ian we went there for two years so you know so you wouldn't have done that exactly are you a believer of everything happens for a reason oh my god yes absolutely names and I I believe you know even people say oh my god I can't believe that happened I think, yeah, but learn from what happened. I mean, me to me, losing my mum is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Cancer was shit. But losing my mum, fucking our names, that I've never, and I still, you know, even now I could get upset. I'm, I, I've, she was my life, she was my lifeline. She was the only person in my life that's, that's still alive. That was my blood relative. But what I've learned from that names is that my mum fought so hard to keep me in this life when she was on her own when she was 20 in a nursing home. They tried to take me away from her and all that shizzle. So my thing is, my mum would not want me to be unhappy. That is a thing that sticks in my head. She All she ever wanted for me to do was to be happy and to just enjoy life. And I saw her have a very miserable life towards the end of her life. And I think, do you know what, life is for living. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like, oh, fucking skipping around the all the bloody time. I do have some days where... But you have a good outlook. You have to, Nines, to Because negative... Your end goal is to live a fulfilled, happy life. Yeah, like, it, uh, my thing is, if I die tomorrow, um, I've had a fucking great 55 years, ups and downs, but I fucking, I've travelled the world, I've done so much stuff, and uh, I love different jobs, and met so many lovely people, and some shit ones on the way, and then you eliminate them. But I, I don't want to... I know I would have died, I will die happy. But you are what, a great energy, though, to be around. I think as you get older, you realise that you gravitate towards yeah. people that, that, I don't know, like... That, that make you, you feel energy, happy. That, yeah. Like, you know, when, I, when I'm around you, I have a call, I do feel lifted and energised. Um, but it's, it's interesting, you know, I think since lockdown and maybe getting older as well, being 51, 52 nearly, I think there is a part of me that just now thinks... There are some friends that I find can be a little bit draining. Yeah. And I think to myself, I've, I've never really thought about, I, I know they are, but I'm like, oh, whatever. But now I'm thinking, oh, do you know what? Do I, I need that? And it's, it's the times where I find it difficult is, because like, I work a lot, my work's been in, well, has been in the community for 20 years. And you see some people really struggling financially, emotionally. And I have a real empathy with that. Do you know what I mean? I, my mum, shit in hell. There were times when she couldn't even afford to feed both of us when we were, when I was growing up. I used, we used to wind her up and go, mum, was it dry bread and gravy? 
can't remember my note was. Um, oh, but it was really tough. She she mm. chose to feed me over her and stuff yeah. like that. Still died of obesity. Anyway, that's another story. But I think when people have a negative outlook on life, when they don't really need to have it, and they've got a lot of what like quite a nice life but they're still really negative I just think for fuck's sake look at what you haven't got and don't look at what you look at what you have got and don't look at what you haven't got got. and I think again that thing comparison is a thief of joy it's like you're comparing yourself to somebody but you do not know what's going on in their life look at what you've got you've got a roof over your head you've got food in your fridge you can just about to pay (laughs) afford to pay your electricity bill you don't have to go to a food bank do you know what I mean? There's all this. Yeah, I know what exactly what you mean. You are right. So instead of like, listen, you know, people are finding it really tough with electric going up, but you are so right. There is a positive in that, you know, electric is going up, but you've still got a roof over your head. Yeah. And you can still afford food. There are people out there who cannot afford the bill. They're going to they're going every to house and they're having to go to a food bank. Yeah, we are very we... good at finding a positive yeah. in a situation. Do you think you're born with that? Do you think that's a gift you're given? Do you think that's something you learn? We, I, I feel lucky to have that in me. Do you? Yeah, I do feel lucky, Nick. I think, I think it was a lot seeing how my mum was and also the job I've done for a long period of time. And I, you know, I'm so blessed to have the home I'm living in. And that's due to a friend of mine who's, it's his their flat and I live in it and I'm very lucky I, I do pay rent but I just think I also think it's what you who you surround yourself with as well names you know what I mean that you know you reap what you sow is a real you know you and I, I yeah are both and I, givers and kind you're you're generous with your time with your with your emotions and whatever it is and then you find you get that back and then when you find somebody either draining you as you get older or not giving what you're giving too much and you're not getting something back and I don't mean in a financial way but I mean sometimes if you see them you're like oh here we go again they're moaning yeah. about something that they don't yeah. Yeah. The back. you're like do you know what I don't need this because it's it is it is a you can choose and as you you're the same as meanings we don't we're not always bouncing off the walls and jolly jolly we do have days where we feel a yeah, bit shit and a bit like a bit sad and yeah. like, you, know, you miss your dad I miss my mum and you miss or a friend's not well and you're worrying about a friend and but other, but generally generally I'm always a glass half full kind of oh, girl yeah. I hate misery I I hate being miserable I don't understand yeah. I hate feeling sad and do you think that's me. why maybe see I don't like being sad and I think the first time I really was sad it hit me like a sack of shit hence I went into a depression because I didn't really know how to handle those emotions. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a bit like Freya. Freya will say, you know, I feel a bit anxious or a bit down. And I, it's like, look, there are going to be down days. Not everything can be like you see it is on Instagram. Yeah. Some days are going to be shit. Some yeah. days are going to be sad. Some days you're going to be bored. Some days are going to be exciting. But those <laughs> exciting days are a lot more far and few between. Yeah. You know? and Because you have normal days. Well, I say normal, you know, you might get, you go to work and you might have a little chat with your mates and have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, but it's not not a bad day. No, it's not a bad day. But you're not always going to be bouncing off the walls and it's how you level that out as well, isn't it? It's like, yeah, how you turn it around, how you manage, you know, and our age group with our frigging hormones going through the roof up and down like a fucking yo-yo. 
up and down like Nanes's knickers. It's all well, like, hey, hey. You I know, wish. Is <laughs> it's how you manage those emotions. If you're lucky to go on HRT, do it. It's like a lot of people are scared to go take medication. I take sertraline for my. I anxiety. take venlafaxine. Nanes is on venlafaxine. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I'm not embarrassed to be on it at all. I'm actually a bloody advocate for it because I think, but I still think there's that stigma around it means I'm sure. Oh, hundred percent. And I always say now, you know, if I live to 70, the way I am now being on them, but I could live to 110, not being on them. And the way Invisible. I was, not a chance. No. Life's for living. And I now feel I'm living and not just existing. I felt like I was existing. I felt like, and I mean, twice for me as well, like once when my mum died and me post-cancer. And when my mum died, two years of misery before I went on antidepressants because I just, I felt like I was on a treadmill. So I was just going through the motions of life, but not really existing. I was so unhappy. I was so sad. I was so, I was grieving. I didn't know what to do with myself. I can remember going to the doctors when something wasn't right, knew something wasn't right. And they were going, well, I think you've got depression. Uh, me? Sorry? Do you know who I am? I'm Happy Nina. I don't get depression. I entertain. Yeah, but I didn't know what was going on in my head. Oh, my God, if I'd have gotten them sooner as opposed to just... That's half the battle, I think, isn't it? Absolutely. And I, I appreciate the same that you've s- got it. Absolutely, Nina. It's like two years after my mum died, I remember going to the doctor and I was, walked in and I was sobbing, sobbing, ugly crying, you know, proper yeah that is pain. ugly crying to be that is ugly. yeah that's right. that again proper pain in my stomach not living and I just said and he said to me he was brilliant and he said I think you know it's grief I went but my mum died two years ago there's no time limit on it I was just thought well I should be feeling better now and he said look we, I recommend you go on this medication and I was like well, I, I'm a fitness instructor I, you know I, I exercise all the time I, I don't drink much I, I do everything. He went, look, if you lost your leg, would you wear a prosthetic to, you know, so you could walk unaided? I went, yeah, yeah. this is what it is. It's to help you. And then, yeah, but what happens if I need to come off it? Well, what happens if you don't need to come off it? And I never thought about it like that because people are always worried about going on something because they've got to come off it. It's like, well, just go on it. And if you have to stay on it to the day you die, then do. 100% agree. You're the same, aren't you, Nancy? Is that like 100%. you just said? Yes. Live to your 70 on it, living life to the full. You know, when you, if yes. you died at 70, you'd, you'd have been happy. Mate, same now. If I passed away tomorrow, I know I'd be like, well, do you know what? I, I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And that is what it's all about. It's about yeah. enjoying life and that. And I think rounding this introduction up of us, introduction oh my god it's been like that well i think you can now understand why we we were going to call it on topic but off topic yeah because actually we haven't really introduced ourselves talk can i just say talking of topics do you remember topics what has a hazelnut in every bite topic squirrel shit sorry that is really bad but it used to be that didn't it what has a hazelnut in every bite topic and i used to go no squirrel shit <laughs> sorry if she had no friends then she was trying to, <laughs> she was trying to make people like you are her. so right you are so right trying right. to make people like her <laughs> we massively digressed didn't we i mean well did we digress no i mean we didn't really have a topic it was an intro 
this is a long one. So what we are going to do, though, means we're going we, we're we're to try and maybe choose a couple of topics a week or a fortnight. Are we so, going to get the audience to choose or are we going to choose? Yeah, no, well, and then they can ask us questions. Yeah. But we can't go live live every time because we get too distracted. So we'll email the question they'll email the questions in we'll read from them yes and then we'll i think what we could do is like an agonizing auntie um q a one would be quite good at that a live one once a month would you a think? live one quite like that where they come in and go and oh, my boyfriend's being a real shit and we just say, tend to fuck off you yeah. know that kind of really helpful get rid babe move on <laughs> insightful <Yep>. helpful <laughs> relationship you're crying into a bucket for days because <laughs> we've told you to dump him yeah, yeah. dump him but he's, he's just he's a dickhead you're here and you've not actually turned off by now but i think they've got a good idea of what we're like i think they have means yeah i think we're we're upbeat we can be serious we like a laugh you fart a lot and i sweat i mean basically that especially yeah. after paxo stuffing Another conversation for another time. We, I'll tell you one thing we are going to talk about on here is people's bowel movements or lack of them because a lot of people lack bowel movement and they feel bloated. Putting it out there, never felt bloated in my life. I felt full, never feel bloated. When people go, I feel bloated and I think, oh, can I have another Do you have bad wind? No. I have terrible, well, I have got diverticulitis. That sounds like a board game. Welcome to Diverticulitis. Who wants to join in? <laughs> Is that a good note to end our introduction on me? <laughs> Mate, love it. Pocket full of shite. A pocket full of shite. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And for, Are they watching? We don't even know really what's going on. No. It took us a good sort of few hours to sort this out but we 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 have the lovely michelle on hand to help us don't we yeah, what you don't know is there's somebody else here just like listening in hopefully laughing and hopefully we'll edit it so you can actually don't have to listen for 25 hours of us chatting shit yes just 40 minutes hopefully. i actually think she's gone off to make lunch and have a, have, have a little snooze yeah she's not listening to us at all is she no 